0: so here's the real mystery how do regular folks like you and me who have families and real lives who have careers and regular nine-to-fives really fare in the personal finance game why are some hugely successful while others fail miserably time and time again Those are the glaring questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios.
1: All right, and welcome to another edition of Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios. My name is Charles McGill, and I'm so excited to be talking to you guys today. But before I get started, got to make sure that the credit boss, aka credit coach, is in the building. Miss Eva Palacios, are you in the building? (laughs) I am. I was going smooth and I messed up on that that part right there. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, hey, you know, I am so excited once again to talk to you guys. Um, And guess what? I mean, Eva's back. She's back from Cancun, y'all. Oh, I know. Oh,
2: my gosh. Back to the cold weather. This is not fun. Right? I got a hoodie on right now because
1: it is chilly in my house. It is crazy. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. But before we get to that, how was Cancun? Tell me about the oh, trip. Man.
2: It was amazing. It was definitely a much needed R&R. I honestly have to say this was the first time ever that we took a vacation and I did, I brought my laptop just in case. I didn't even open it. Like nice. I didn't even open my laptop. I was barely on my phone. It was my birthday. So I had so many notifications <laughs> that I had to get back to because I wasn't, I was literally, we were in the present. We were in the present and it just felt so good to unplug and just yeah. enjoy the people that we went with, the the scenery. We just soaked it all in. It's definitely, it was, it was needed and super refreshing.
1: Awesome. So it was like a resort?
2: Yes! Oh my goodness! So yes, five star resort, all inclusive, beachfront. They had a lazy river that was so fun. I had fun. Like I'm like, dang! I can't tell my kids how much I had fun because it was pretty dope. (laughs) Uh Oh, uh oh, hey! (laughs) They
1: had it. We are a family.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It for yes for anyone who is. Wanting a family fun resort, Dreams Natura Resort in Cancun, it was amazing. Nice. Um, Lazy River, you know, they had the adult pool, you know, which was like a swim up bar thing for the adults. And then they actually had three swimming pools that were basically family friendly and and they were a really nice pool. So it's oh. not like the kids would feel like gypped because some, so it was about 250 of us and some of the top income earners brought their children. Mm. So everybody was having a blast. Nobody, I don't think anybody felt like, you know, I got to leave my kids over here so I can have adult time. No, mm. like everybody was, everywhere was amazing. They even had a zip line, thingy on the resort which was really cool i didn't get on i was having too much fun i forgot about it but (laughs) it was pretty cool yeah they had a rock climbing wall that was dope i didn't even realize it was there until one of the kids was like mom can i go rock climbing i'm like, there's a rock climbing wall (laughs) yes there sure is yeah
1: nice so what does all-inclusive mean for those who aren't like vacation (sighs) savvy what does all-inclusive
2: mean all-inclusive means peace of mind Like everything's paid for. So, and, 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 and I don't know if this is how it is in the real (laughs) world. Like I have only done all inclusive, like five-star trips with the network marketing companies that I've been a part of. Like I've never done it like by myself, me, Will, the kids, like, let's figure out how that works. I haven't gone there yet. So when, when we earn these trips with these companies, you know, your flights are paid for. They arrange the pickup from the airport to the resort. You know, they had the signs with our names on it. That's super cool. I've always <laughs> wondered how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, we get to the resort. Like, you check in. It's everything is Mr. and Mrs. Palacios. They grab your bags. They put them in your room. You
1: don't give them no money.
2: No money. I mean, you. we did. We tipped because yeah. we're like, we're tippers. Um, but you, yeah, you don't have to pay for any of that. Literally as soon as we walked on the resort, there was like waiters and stuff like, are you thirsty? Do you want water? Do you want a beverage? I'm like, yeah, can you give me two beverages, please? Because this flight was crazy. <laughs> um, yes. Like literally royalty royalty like so we, they when
1: you want something to eat they,
2: oh 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 no problem if you're in the pool and you are hungry you just kind of like wave your you don't even need to wave your hand there's so many waiters and waitresses everywhere like if you make eye contact with them, they're coming to you.
1: <laughs> Are you mean? Oh, hold on, hold on, time out. Yeah, because I'm used to the experience of I make the, the waiters try to avoid eye contact no. at all costs. You gotta yell, hey, hey, over here.
2: No, I'm I talking am...
1: about like regular restaurants. You know, oh, like, I know. You know yeah, you gotta yeah. get something. They'll oh. never look at you.
2: Yeah, you waiting forever for your tab too.
1: <laughs> so you're saying they actually look into your eyes, like they
2: Yes, yes, and I don't. I mean. And I have to say, even though this is you know during Covid and you can anticipate okay, they're probably you know thanking us for being there and giving them work, but even at the other trips that I've taken you know a year or two ago same scenario. Like it's literally, you make eye contact and they're coming to you and it's like, you know, oh, what can I get you? You know, water or beverage. We were ordering hamburgers, quesadillas, chicken fingers, hot wings (laughs) while in the swimming pool. (laughs) They bring it to you. You got the little tables next to the loungers. You literally get out of the pool, eat, go right back into the pool. (laughs) Wow. Like seriously. Yeah. It was awesome. It was so awesome.
1: So, you know, um, yeah, because I, I remember I took a, uh, like, a very short Bahama cruise one time that said all-inclusive, and it wasn't really all-inclusive, meaning what? you, yeah, because you, 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 well, you had food, but if you wanted some food that you saw behind the glass case, that was some extra money.
2: Oh, and I was what? like,
1: well, this is not all-inclusive. All right.
2: Well, you got to go on a cruise with us. Okay. So you're yeah. saying
1: they didn't have no <laughs> glass cases you could, not you had to.
2: No, yeah. <laughs> even even so on the previous trips that I took with another company, everything was all inclusive with the exception of your mini bar in your room. Okay. This one included the mini bar. In Including
1: the, room. the mini bar. Yes. And which I, we uh... didn't really
2: like we didn't really tap in I didn't tap into. Will did like there was apple juice, you know, um sparkling water, there was wine, there was beer, there was mm-hmm. alcohol, there was soda. So, you know, sometimes in the middle of the night you kind of get thirsty, you don't want to wait yeah. for room service, you just grab yeah. it out of the fridge. And that yeah. like some places you go and you see a $10 bottled water and you're like, what? I ain't drinking that. Yeah. No. Every night. So, oh my gosh, I could go on and on. Like room service was there. We didn't utilize it because everything, whatever restaurant you walked into, it was free. Buffet, sit down dinner. You know, they had a steakhouse. They had a Chinese food restaurant. That also turned Japanese one night. They had a Mexican food place and then they had the regular buffet. Um, So wherever you went, you could literally just eat whatever the heck was on the menu. And it's crazy because the first night... You know, I mean, we were so starved because we were in the pool all day, but we were so starved. We went to order and like the servings are tiny. So Mm. we, we, we learned real quick, whatever we order, you order two of everything. But yeah, oh, nice. it was so, it was so great, so and it would great. make
1: sense to, for it to be tiny too, because I can see how people may may be wasteful when you have it all for free. So they're like, well, let me just give you a little bit at a time.
2: That's yeah. probably why. Makes but sense. no, we we grubbed, we grubbed. Nice. I gained five pounds. But... Team no diet. <laughs> <laughs> Not while on <I'll> vacation.
1: <laughs> no, I with you because I was uh, you know in Miami. We 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 definitely stunned. Uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. All inclusive is is pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm glad you had a great time. That sounds awesome. Um, yes.
2: I'm super refreshed. Ready to roll. Let's go.
1: <laughs> yeah. So we definitely got a podcast to get into. And, you know, but that's that's awesome. I'm glad to hear it. Oh, and and well, I heard that there was something different about the way the, the trip home.
2: Oh, yes. OK, OK, OK. So <laughs> I, you kind of inspired me. <laughs> From the last podcast where you were talking about you got to fly first class. So uh-huh. before we left, uh, I was, I sent my hubby a, a text and I'm like, hey, can you check to see how much it would cost to upgrade us to first class going to Cancun? So <laughs> he texts me back. He's like, they are out there. Dang my, they want $4,000. I'm Ooh. like, what? $4,000? Mm. I'm like, okay, we ain't there yet. <laughs> <laughs> even if we were i don't know four thousand yeah, dollars i don't know, I don't that know is... about that
0: mm.
2: however however i don't know if the stars are magically aligned or because i threw it in the universe <laughs> when it came time to leave you know we checked in online and when we went to go check in it asked do you want to upgrade to first class and will's in control of all that because like i don't got time to be like all of that. So he's like, "Babe, what should I do?" And I'm like, "Well, let's see what they offer." So he hit whatever he hit, and I'm like, "Well, what are they asking?" And he was like, "$109 per person." I'm like, "$109 per person? Keep in mm-hmm. mind, we didn't even pay for the flight." So, "$109, yeah. we didn't pay for the whole trip." "$109? <laughs> Heck, yeah, let's do it." Yeah. But, but. Yes. It put him in the first row, aisle seat, and it put me in the third row, aisle seat. So we wouldn't sit together. Uh, but I'm like, I don't care. we riding first class. Let's go. sit next to you. So we did it. And me, like, I don't be talking to strangers, like asking for things. Like I, I am the type of person where I'm not going to ask because I don't want to inconvenience you. So I just will sit in my little chair and mind my business. No, as soon as he sat down, he talked to the guy who had window seat next to him. And I don't know what he said, but he's like, babe, switch and i'm like what like somebody gave up their window first class seat to come to my aisle seat that was pretty dope so guy came over and i'm like thank you so much i'm like my husband he can be a little crazy sometimes he's like no don't worry about it like enjoy so i don't know what he said he probably said it was my birthday (laughs) all of that Uh but that was that was so nice of him awesome so yeah we got to ride first class first row Mm -hmm. reclining seats hugging your body comfiness.
1: they
2: they give you they asked you what kind of meal did you want do you want the cheese platter do you want the chicken sandwich and they gave us a bag that had cookies and crackers and like all kinds of stuff They get yes. They give you the full size can of soda. (laughs) I am like, what in the world? (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah, that's
1: awesome.
2: Yeah, but for one hundred nine dollars per person, like that. That yes, Yes. had to take advantage of that.
1: Absolutely. See, that's the part of the game, right? Because I think sometimes people hear first class, and then especially you see that first number four thousand. You think, I can never do that. I am.
2: gonna be in first yeah. class
1: <laughs> but see so what you did same thing i did I that's how i got you know and i told you about it because all i did yeah. was just you know hey and i think mine was like 90 something more and yeah. i t- said oh yeah we doing this um and a lot of people just don't know like you know they, they don't know they don't know look no. for it. they just assume that they can't get it
2: Yeah. Um, but this
1: is the game this is this is part of the game yeah about- you know, that education, and then you can have those experiences.
2: Yeah, because I think a lot of people just don't even desire to have that because they think it's just so far away. Like, oh, I will never be able to get there because it costs grip to get there. But hey, you never know. Hey, if opportunity presents present itself, see what it is, and then decline if That's you don't right. like it. Yeah. But like, imagine if he would have just said, no, we would have never been there for yeah. 109 bucks. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah, that was so yeah. fun. So awesome. such a memorable trip. <laughs> such a memor <laughs> And it was my birthday. Come yeah, on.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Well, uh once again glad to hear it um and we do have a podcast to get to and what I uh want to talk about today um uh is, is a subject that has you know, been coming up a lot lately uh for some reason. And in yeah. in my life and just I've seen it online as well, but uh what I want to talk about today is uh the good old J-O-B job. Yes. Yeah, job. So, um, you know, for, for those that don't know, I'm, I'm currently uh, an entrepreneur, um, meaning, uh, well, self-employed. Uh, you know, that's, I guess that's a more accurate uh, description of what it is. Um, I work for myself um, and my wife also, um, and we have a preschool that we're reopening soon. And so we, we, we're both self-employed, right? We yeah. work for ourselves. Uh, we make our own money. Uh, but before that, you know, we had jobs, right? Um, and more specifically, I was a principal. Um, and there's... Right now, like, I'm at a place where I'm, you know, kind of considering possibly uh, going back into the principalship. Why? What? Yeah, yeah. Well, just here's hear me out. The only reason why is because... <laughs> I really do enjoy working with kids. Um, I really do enjoy, um, you know, working in communities and helping people. And I just love the work of talking about, you know, improving people's lives, um, you know, through education. I mean, was so impactful for me, did so many great things for me. I love to pay it forward, especially in a community like Stockton um, you know, that needs Where it. Where
2: we need it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So
1: that's why, I mean, and, and I don't know if I, I, you know, ultimately going to make that decision. I'm, I'm definitely, um, going through the process and, um, cause I want to have my options open.
2: Absolutely.
1: Um, but you know, so it started to make me think about it because, you know, my wife asked me, you know, well, would you still, how would you still run your company? Um, and, 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 and I'm going
2: to run the company.
1: Who's going to run it? Yeah. <laughs> I I've, I've figured out a way um, that I could do both. Right. Not to mm-hmm. say that I'm going to ultimately make that decision. Maybe I would choose one or the other, but I, I feel pretty confident I could do both if, if that ever came up. Like right now, I don't know. Right. I don't know. Um, we're still in that process, but it started to make me think about it because oftentimes I feel like people, you know, when we're giving, when they're hearing financial advice, um, they're kind of, you know, given this advice, or or at least there's some type of stigma sometimes around having a job. Yeah. And I think sometimes I remember when I had a job, it felt like I was constantly being told that I shouldn't have a job. And, you know, I don't know. um, I don't know if that's totally fair for everybody. And so I just wanted to kind of talk to you because we're talking about personal finance and I feel like you can win in any way, but let's just talk about, um how you feel about it um so job or no job which <laughs> which one eva
2: <laughs> well first off as long as you've got a stream of income coming in you're winning so and it's so crazy because i like to say as i evolve Yes. I'm hearing all kinds of different perspectives, but me personally, like I worked for, you know, since I was 15, stayed at one company for 17 years and then turned entrepreneur seven years ago. So they teach us, you got to get a job. You got to get a job. You got to earn a paycheck to be able to do the things that you want to do. That's the norm. Not everybody is cut out to be in a job just like not everybody is cut out to be self-employed or be their own boss or be an entrepreneur. I, I honestly believe every human being has their own superpower and whatever that is, as long as they excel in that superpower, they will win. So whether you're a full-time employee, whether you're a full-time self-employed, whether you do both, hey, it all comes down to whatever financial goals you have, what are you doing to help you get to those goals? What are you doing to help you change? You know, maybe you want to change the, you know, the trajectory of your, your, your family, you know, your ancestries, you know, maybe you want to teach your kids, hey, jobs ain't, ain't, that's not where I want you to be. I'm going to teach you how to do it this way. It really just depends on what your goals, dreams, and desires are, but I don't think anybody should frown on anyone, even though I will have to say, sometimes we are around some self-employed slash entrepreneurs that I feel they think it's better and then they frown upon those who are employed. I don't think that's right at all. Me, I have always been one to, hey, if you want to learn what I have or learn what I do or learn to have what I have, I will teach you. But I'm not going to frown upon you because you're not an entrepreneur yet, or you're still in a job per se.
0: Yeah.
2: Because just like what you say, you could have a deep down passion to do what you want to do, and maybe it involves being in a job. And that's totally okay. I mean, the world can't be filled with entrepreneurs, like. (laughs) We need doctors and dentists and attorneys and police officers and fire. Like we need all of essential that.
1: workers. Yes. Let's be, let's be clear. Our yeah. country is ran off essential of workers. And if anything, if if, if yep. anyone needed a reminder of that, God had a way. Yep. Uh, you know, and I'm, not, I'm not trying to say that. You know, don't don't twist my words and say I'm not trying to say that God gave us COVID or anything like that. Right. But what I'm saying is because of what happened. Yeah. Um, you know, we had to face the reality that our essential workers really run this country.
2: Yeah, like, in a
1: lot of ways, like we without them, and them oh. putting themselves out in, in the front lines for us.
2: Absolutely.
1: You know what I'm saying? So we got to make sure that yeah, we definitely pay our respects to those who you know have the job to keep yeah. our our country going.
2: Absolutely. I mean, lo- look at where we were when COVID hit. Grocery stores shut down, everything shut down, our school system shut down. It's like, what are we going to do? It's either, well, you better learn quick how to adapt, Mm -hmm. but also at the same time, yes. Like, look at how quickly something can shift. And if you're not mentally prepared for that, those who weren't prepared, unfortunately are suffering or those who aren't willing or weren't willing to adapt are still suffering. Yeah. But I from what I can see, man, there was a lot of people superpowers came out during this season that I am like you are excelling in your gift. You this is who you were destined to be. Unfortunately, it took this crazy situation for that to happen, but I'm like look at the silver lining. Look at now how you're thinking, what actions you're taking, how you're shifting, how you're adapting because now you're doing things differently and you're going to win because of it.
1: Yeah, and I think what what it kind of forced people to do is to really uh understand how to be like self-reliant.
2: Yeah. Because
1: when you take away what we we assume to be a stable thing like a you know a job you know yeah. like the school like you do know, you know, no one can ever imagine a time when the united states would you know send everybody home like, like right? i don't think we ever ima- or even everyone at work like everyone go home right now and stay in your house like yeah. i don't think anyone you know would ever think that would happen in our lifetime but since we know now that that could be a reality um and i think forever now you know from this point on things are going to be very different we have a new norm But I think what it shifted and what it made people think is like, wow, you know, I need to figure out a way to make sure I put foot on the table, you know, no matter what.
2: Right. Um,
1: And so, so kind of thinking about that, you know, I remember (laughs) there used to be, you know, the, the, the acronym for job used to be, well, I don't know if people still refer to it, but it's like just over broke. Right. Right. Yep. And that was part of the stigma. It was like, you know, basically, you know, you got a job, that means you ain't really winning. You, you pretty much broke. But is that really the case? Because, no. I, you know, what I'm thinking is they're probably ha- I am think I've met people who have J.O.B.'s, but their personal finance game is strong. Yep. And so they're still winning. So talk to me about that, uh, Eva. Like, how is it that, you know, for those people who are saying, hey, you know what? I love what I do and I don't want to do nothing else and I don't want to be nobody's boss. And I ain't trying to, you know what I'm saying. I'm not trying to run the company and do all the different stuff. And I don't want to. I don't want to worry about that. I, just wanna I don't want
2: to be the boss. That's right. I want to go
1: here, do my 40 <laughs> hours, do my eight hours, and and go back home. Right. Right. Well, and that's great because honestly, as a as a as a uh, uh, self employed person now, who's becoming, you know, like transcending to a business owner because I'm actually looking to, to eventually start hiring people. Right? So I do need people to pay. So, you know, <laughs> so I continue to run my business, which is cool. But, yeah. um, so I'm saying I get, show love to employees, you know, and, and to people yeah. who just want to be employed. I get that. But what I'm, what I'm saying is, uh, from you, how can they still win? Um, you know, even in that kind of structure?
2: Absolutely. I mean, more than half of my life, I was in a job and when I had the job and and it comes down to how you handle your finances. It's not how much money you make. It's how much money you are putting out and how that money is working for you. So when we were employed, I mean, when we were employed during the years, we were taking vacations, we bought two houses, not at the same time, but we bought two houses. We were funding our retirement plans. Like We had money and still left over. So it's all about knowing how to make that money work for you so that you can have the desires, the dreams, the goals that you have. Mm. Now, I will say this. When you're trying to do things like buy a house, it is far easier to buy a house when you're employed versus (laughs) self-employed. That was a real big reality hit for me even though we were making great money to purchase the house that we're in now, house number three, man, it was like pulling teeth because when you're self-employed, guess what? You can have business expenses, which, you know, thank you, Uncle Sam. However, those business expenses lower your income. So when you want to go do things like Major buy property, they're like, Well, wait a minute. Okay, you made X, but your deductions were this, so you really only made this. They look at that ugly low number. So, thank goodness for my tax guy because he's like, Look, this is what we're gonna do. Told me the game, got us house number three. Nice. So, at the end of the day, sometimes, like I have. Self-employed friends that are like, I want to get into a house. I'm tired of renting. I can't buy because my income situation is. So I'm basically telling them, okay, you got option A, do this, this, and this when it comes to tax time. Or option B, get a job, get those pay stubs in, and then go apply. Mm. So you just got to really learn how the game is played Mm. And be mentally prepared for that. It's definitely wonderful being your own boss and not having to answer to, to nobody, but it's not easy because you don't just show up and clock in and get a paycheck every two weeks. You are grinding. If I don't get up and hustle, nothing gets done. No money is being made. We are gonna have issues real quick.
0: Hey, quick break here. your victories. Just search Empower You Financial in Facebook and join our free private group. Oh, and be sure to invite a friend.
1: Yeah. And that, I mean, let's just say more about that because, Mm -hmm. so, okay. So two things I want you to break down. So one is uh, before we get into, you know, basically, can everyone be an entrepreneur or self-employed? But I want you to kind of break down a little bit more for the folks about how exactly you were winning when it came to, you know, when you guys had the job. So was it a combination of budgeting? Was it sacrificing? Was it, you know, just kind of like prioritizing? Um, You know, what do you think those things were? You know, how were you... How did you work your credit during that time? You know, um, were you doing cash rewards? Like, you know, just kind of give a little bit more insight into like what your monthly kind of play-by-play was going for you guys to get to a place where you eventually bought two homes and, you know, had the vacations and things like that.
2: Absolutely. I would have to say if I were to pick a word, it's prioritize because... To me, sacrifice means you're missing out on something. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we missed out on anything. I think because we prioritized our money so well that we got to have whatever we wanted. But the little bit of sacrifice, which again, I don't really consider it a sacrifice. the, the, The most biggest sacrifice was moving outside of the Bay Area, moving outside of the San Francisco area and purchasing a home in the Central Valley, which allowed us to not only, one, purchase a home, but that mortgage payment was 50% less than Bay Area living. So at the end of the day, it was Do I stay in the Bay Area because I like the scenery and I want to be closer to family and live paycheck to paycheck? Or do I want to move away, not live paycheck to paycheck, focus on my own family, my husband, back then it was one son and and build a life like that. Now, granted, I was very blessed to have had a job that allowed me to work from home. Not everybody back then could say that. Now I'm like, back then it was not for me pulling teeth to work from home, but other people, it was like pulling teeth working from home. But now today, because of COVID, everybody's working from home. Mm-hmm. Where where management would be like, no, you can't work from home. Because it's not possible. I really think it was more like because they can't micromanage you while you're at home. But technology clearly allows people to work from home. Now it's a matter of is that individual up to the task of working from home and actually getting work done? Mm -hmm. See, I honestly think, in some, you know, for some people in some lines of jobs, some people work better at home versus in an office. You don't have office politics. You don't have, you know, people looking over your shoulder, stress levels going up. You don't have distractions. That's just my personal opinion. I know that when my job allowed me to work from home 10 out of the 17 years, guess what? I never called out sick because if I was sick, I would just be sick at home doing work. I wouldn't have to worry about giving germs to everybody, right? Right. And it's different when you get to roll out of bed and, and, you know, not have to like have a two hour commute while you're sick. So never called out sick. Literally attendance rate for me was amazing. My, my reviews were amazing. So for me, yes, I was very fortunate and blessed, but yes, We chose a different lifestyle because we didn't want all of our monies to go towards a mortgage or a high rent payment. Because I mean, let's be real, a large portion of your income goes to housing. So said, but it depends on where you live. That's going to determine if that factor is true. So we just got really good at every single year in the beginning of the year, we would write down our goals. What do we want to achieve? You know, was it getting out of credit card debt? And if so, how much debt is there and how much monthly can we contribute on top of the normal minimum payments? How much more can we contribute to knock that debt out of the way? Was it buying a new car? Was it, you know, shoot, after we moved, we moved to Stockton in 2004. In 2007, we got married. That was a $20,000 cost. How are we going to make that happen? So it's really a matter of putting all of your numbers down. Also having a really good partner that, you know, is working with the language And Will's amazing. He's like, this is your lane. Like you've been in financial world forever. You handle our monies. And, and I know as long as everything's looking okay and we're having some fun, then we're golden. Um, but it does come down to looking at numbers and managing them well so that you can be able to have everything that you desire to have.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Yes and and so you made a good point though. I want to go back to we talked about, you know, this idea of working from home but not as uh an employee but actually self-employed, right? Yeah. Cuz that's the thing, right? People, you know, like I especially now I always hear about people really making it sound like it is just this amazing thing to be self-employed or to be <laughs> an entrepreneur. Or I, and, he, and I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this. And this is from, you know, me speaking from experience because just like you been working since I was 15. So I've, I'm, you know, and I've only been one year out of the game um, in terms of uh, employment. But, um, you know, man, it's not easy. You know, it because is not. you know, you right. You get to wake oh. up. You want, ain't nobody telling me when to wake up. And yeah. Ain't nobody telling me when to work. And, and, and guess what? It ain't nobody paying me if I don't get nothing done, right? So, you know, that's I can sit right. there all day and if I want to, it ain't nobody gonna come in. And that's the thing that, like when that first, I remember last year, when that first two weeks came and that check didn't come and I have been getting used, you know, I'm used to it for, you know, most of my life. Yeah. Every two weeks I get paid something and it did not come. Right.
2: And Even if you're come. sick and you didn't show up for a week, you still got I still, paid. I still you got paid. I still
1: got paid. <laughs> Nothing came in, and I mean, you know, it got to a place where, and I went, I went, I admit, I was down for a little bit, um, because I was just like, "Wow, man, this is crazy." And then, Mm. you know, we tried certain things, and we tried to make money on our own, and it didn't make the money, or, or we would, you know, work really hard, and then we'd have a month that was still pretty low, and we had to, you know, make some, we had to prioritize some things and say, "Okay, we can't do this right now, but we can do this." I Mm. thank God that we we were able to keep our house and do everything that we, you know, we've we've pretty much maintained, which has been great, but the quality of life, you know, definitely kind of went up and down depending on, you know, how the months were. And yeah. then we've had some really great months and just understanding too, that that's not always going to happen, right? There's going right. to be these ups and downs. And so I think that, you know, people got this kind of rosy, kind of like, you know, lookout when it comes to entrepreneurship, but, um, you know, it's
2: it's uh, it's not all as
1: cracked up to it, be.
2: Not in the beginning, not in the (laughs) beginning. And believe me. So, so while I was an employee, you know, I got introduced to the network marketing world where I got amongst some really great leaders, really good coaches and mentors, and they were just pouring into me what life could look like as an entrepreneur. And it's so crazy because while I was at my job somewhere in whatever year it was, I had always had in the back of my mind, I want to be a millionaire by the time I'm 40. Now I'm 41. So that hasn't happened yet, but <laughs> maybe, maybe in my forties, right, go. right. But I had always had that in the back of my head. So when I was at work, I would be calculating. January to December. Okay. How many hours am I going to put in? How much money am I going to make? Factor in my 5% annual raise. Okay. By the time I'm X amount of age, I'll hit a million dollars. Well, that never came because on year number 15, they took away raises. I got capped out I'm like, well, there goes that dream. But while I was building that side hustle, I learned from really, really smart people and I got around, you know, they say you are or you become the average of the five people you hang out with. So when I was exposed to that environment and that lifestyle, I'm like, this is what I want, like to be able to earn an income with no caps, to be able to earn an income, you know, based on the efforts of your work. And that's, that is key because as an entrepreneur, self-employed, it's based on the efforts of your work. If you don't work, you don't get paid. So I've always been a workhorse though. Like I've, it's like, give me the blueprint and let's get it done. That's just how my mind works. Not everybody works like that. So I built that side hustle. So I had a full-time job, mom, Three kids, taekwondo five days a week, homework, but I still built a side income. Not that we needed more money, but it was to start shifting the mindset to get out of the job. Why? Because my income's capped. I can't go any further with this company unless I jump into a management or a supervisor level, which would then mean. I can no longer telecommute from home. I got to work in the downtown office, which then means you're pulling away pulling me away from my family. I didn't want that. So it was either stay with that job and suck it up and eventually be underwater because my income will stay here and it cost of living goes up or find another job or when find another job and potentially have that happen again or become self-employed and learn to call your own shots. So that's what I did. For 18 months, I built that side hustle, which allowed me to calmly, pleasantly walk away from the job when it downsized. And they were like, Eva, you got a choice. You can either work for us in the San Francisco office or you walk away. I chose to walk away because I had already created something. Sleepless nights, 16-hour days. During that, when I walked away from the job, it was this or nothing. Mm -hmm. And that's where you have to get strong. You have to get strong. And back then, I was like super depressed, questioning life. How can this happen? But I said, you know what? After, because I no longer had the job, I had more time to put into the business income went crazy. I am like, okay, this is God's work. God was like, Eva, you were not meant to be over here. You are meant to be over here. This is why we did what we did. So now you're excelling as an entrepreneur. So sometimes we're forced in a situation to make a decision, but we are so caught up and we've got our blinders on that we don't even realize what's supposed to be happening. I'm just thankful that it happened the way that it did. But honestly, if we weren't about our finances, I don't think the path that we're on today would even be happening.
1: Yeah. So what I'm hearing from this basically, and this is what I want the audience to really understand, is that either way, right? There's pros and cons to having a job. There's pros and cons to being an entrepreneur. Yep. I don't want people coming away from this podcast confused because what I think what people are used to hearing and they probably already have their minds set up to hear is that you or me are going to advocate for one or the other.
2: No. That we're going to no.
1: say, We you know,
2: advocate for money's being made.
1: That's right. And so <laughs> to, to, and this is what I used to say to my students.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's about quality of life. Yes, it's not about becoming a millionaire. It's not about having a right. you know, Whatever, it's about quality right. of life. So, what gives you that quality of life? Yeah. Right? For my students, I used to ask them because they'd be like, "Oh, you know, Mister McGill went to Bentley and in the in mm-hmm. the Bugatti and all that." I'm like, "That's cool," but towns. I'm like, "I'm like, let's think about it." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, let's think about it though. I'm asking. I asked them I, I said, "Let's be real. Do you really care what car you drive?" Like do right. you really and and like and some students kept it real with me they're like actually I, I I like Camrys they're like yeah. like oh cool you like a Toyota Camry they're like yeah I actually really like them I'm like cool guess what you can save so much money if you just bought that car and, and and so we broke it down and I basically showed them that if you were like. Uh, and I gave them, instead of wanting to be a rapper or, or a basketball player or whatever, it, 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 those are kind of stereotypical things, but that's what they were saying. They were in seventh yeah. grade and that's what they that's were
2: saying. That's what they see. Seven that's grade, what they right? see. That's what TV shows yeah. them. So I yeah. showed them. I said, okay, let's
1: say you became an engineer.
2: Yeah. And let's say
1: you you started off making, you know, $80,000, $90,000 a year. Let me show you how you could manage that and, and what kind of lifestyle you could have. And a lot of them realized, they were like, oh, like, I saw that I would, I would just need to do this and I could, you know, still have my house and a, and a car that I like and yeah. be able to do the things that I like. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so for me, what I want people to understand is it's about quality of life. So what is your, yes. number? what is that number that gives you that quality of life? And then also what is your passion? What are you happy to do? What do you enjoy doing? Don't let other people right. judge you and make Mm-mm. you feel bad about your decision, whether nope. it be entrepreneurship or it be a job. It's, it's on you and your quality of life.
2: Yeah. So, so here's the thing, too, that and and I have to say, it is because of the outside influences, and now more than ever, because of social media, like everybody looked like they got money. I'm like, that's a whole nother podcast. But, anyways, don't allow the outside influences determine who you are and what you want to do. Perfect example. If things hit the fan and you lose income, you need to be ready to like prioritize. Like real quick, I have no problem. We shutting off the cable. We shutting off all kinds of unnecessary things and we are going to live minimally. Do we need to sell this house? Let's go. Like you cannot be, you should not be attached to the lifestyle that you had if your situation goes south. And I think so many people are too prideful with wanting to keep up with the Joneses and and making sure they're impressing everybody when it's like they don't care about you. If you end up homeless, they are probably not going to help you. So let's stop trying to impress the world and let's live a life, a quality life, an abundant life. You, your spouse, your kids, maybe it's just you. You, your happiness is number one. So learn how to shift when something goes wrong and be ready to cut off all unnecessary things. I have no problem with, oh, we getting rid of all of it. Like we need to go into a tiny house. Let's go, you know, <laughs> like, do we need to move to another state? Mm-hmm. Let's go. But I think that's so important because so many people feel like, oh, like, I'm going to look bad. I got, I got to have this posture and image to show to the world. There's been times I'm like, babe, I think I need to get a job. (laughs) (laughs) I I think it's time. I get a job. I haven't said that in like three years, but in the beginning, Mm -hmm. in the beginning, it's hard. Mm -hmm. It's hard. And especially if you don't have somebody, if you don't need to wake up to an alarm clock per se to clock in and clock out, it's hard to be your own boss, but it does come with its rewards. It comes Mm -hmm. with its benefits. It comes with, you know, do we want to, go on vacation next week because we can get up and go and we don't have to answer to a boss and ask for permission and blah 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 mm-hmm. so it's got its pros it's got its cons but at the end of the day if you feel a a sense of financial burden or stress do not hesitate to adapt because it's those who are the ostriches that are deep in the dirt trying to hide From things that are happening when if you just nip it in the bud, the financial situation would look prettier in the end versus not doing anything about it. So for those entrepreneurs who might be suffering right now and you need to get a job, who cares what people think? Go get that job because at the end of the day, you need to be happy. You need to feed your family. And just because you get a job and it holds you over for, I don't know, a month, six months, however long it takes, and then you can bounce back and go back into entrepreneurship, go for it. What's important is you being happy.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm really glad you said that because I think a lot of people... You know, definitely feel like that the the inverse, right? Of going from entrepreneurship to getting a job. Yeah. That there's like some kind of stigma, like maybe you lost or you're defeated. Right. But no, hey, you just trying to take care of what you gotta take care of. Yeah. And like I said, sometimes it's best and sometimes you do both. Who yeah. knows? We not yeah. judging. All we yeah. saying is live life differently, uh, be empowered. You know, Absolutely. that's what we're about. Empower you. We're trying to empower you through yeah. education. You be empowered. You live your best life. You have quality of life, um, and this is this is what this podcast is all about.
2: Exactly, exactly. There is too many people out here tearing people down. Oh, you had to get a job. I told you your business wasn't gonna work. I told you those things don't work. First of all, if you got people like that in your circle, you need to delete and block them, fools. <laughs> they do not to be. They do not need to be a part of your presence. They don't. And and for those who are you know, self-employed entrepreneurs, nine times out of 10, those people do not have the same circle of friends they did when they had jobs. Mm -hmm. It's very unfortunate. But yeah, what's that saying? That saying is, you'll know who your real friends are as soon as you start a business (laughs) who really supports you. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Been there, done that. But at the end of the day, you know, it's all about growth. It's all about, working towards your goals and dreams some jobs pay people
1: very well really
2: good money very they, well. can, <laughs> they they are in paris they yeah. doing more than an entrepreneur does They're i'm doing, like what yes, yes. what
1: i have some yeah. friends that are yeah. doing very well at jobs yeah.
2: yeah i've got a friend you know when uh, a high school friend of mine and You know, he used to work at, um, he used to work for a lot of years as security at the Louis Vuitton store in San Francisco. And recently, like, I know I I just checked in with him because I didn't really see him like posting anything about Louis and stuff like that. And he was like, no, now I've got like a high profile job at Facebook for like something international security i'm like what is that like they got those types of jobs out there but you know he's good he's good so yeah not everybody is is built to be a business owner and some people have some really awesome jobs with great incomes that allow them to still do and achieve all their financial goals
1: yes all right well Man, so this has been a great podcast, and um, I hope you guys uh, feel like you got some value from this uh, from this discussion whether whether whatever side of the aisle that you're on, I think there's too yeah. much um a lot of you know division. we're always talking about you know you know one side or the other constantly. Um, there's some realities, obviously, that we, you know, have to, you know, really look at when it comes to injustices. But what I'm talking about is just this idea that we always have to kind of pit ourselves against one another. And I, I've seen it when it comes to jobs and entrepreneurs, and that doesn't make any sense. Right. Hey, it's about quality of life. And here, uh, you know, Empower You Financial, we are just trying to make sure you understand how to win, no matter what situation you're in, how to yes. win. Um, And so thank you, Eva, for that. Uh, if you could leave the people with one last gold nugget, if they're on the fence, let's say somebody is, you know, hey, they, you know, maybe they're, they do have a job, maybe they're, they're an entrepreneur and things are, things are tight right now and they're not sure which way to go. Um, what, what, what advice could you give them right now to kind of lift their spirits?
2: You know, I would just say, I'm, and I don't know, I'm trying to like think back as to like, how did I become an entrepreneur? Right. Number one, I think deep down inside there has to be a little bit of a desire to want a different lifestyle. The question is is in the position you're in right now are you able to achieve that lifestyle doing what you're doing now? And if the answer is no, then find a way to get with mentors, coaches, podcasts, audiobooks, regular books, start reading. Like if, if business, if you're attracted to business, if you're attracted to being your own boss, start surrounding yourself and being addicted with that process and get with the people that have been there, done that so that they can kind of show you the ropes. I love being around people that have been there and done that because if they've made mistakes, they're going to tell me what to do and what not to do. Therefore, It makes my path a little bit easier. But at the end of the day, if you've been a worker bee majority of your life, that doesn't mean you can't turn entrepreneur. If you've been an entrepreneur for years and it's just not going well, don't be fearful or intimidated or have that pride that you can't go out and get a job. I will be honest. I haven't written a resume in over 20 years. I'm going to need help. Should I need to get a job one day? (laughs) But at the end of the day, it's truly about being happy, being happy, having your finances in order and surrounding yourself amongst those people that can help you get to those goals.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. And everyone, thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode.
0: Thanks, guys.